Welcome to another podcast of Dusty Road. Today this one is about caves and geology, particularly the deaths of cavers in eastern USA. Now, for a quick update on the news here, the Taal Volcano in Philippines has dropped from level 4 to level 3. What this basically means is the level of earthquake activity and lava activity has slowed down. They think the volcano is not recharging, it is instead reducing. So perhaps this is good news. There is already surface deformation. There is some growth of a dome in that volcano. And this volcano has an idea of Oh, habitually erupting every 40 to 50 years, so maybe there will be future activity. Right now the ash continues, but there is a slowing down of activity. There is a slowing down of lava. In the few news cameras I've seen, there has not been lava visible lately. I hope this means good things. But as you know, volcanoes are always unpredictable, and we are not sure yet. Anyway, there is still about a million people who will need to look for new homes because their <coughs> old homes are simply not available and will not be available in the future. They cannot go back there. There is a legend that this place used to be an accessible harbor to the ocean that sailing ships from the 1700s used to go to Taal to anchor there. But uh, eruptions back then sealed off with lava and rock to make the current lakes and volcano system. That means that Taal is well inland now and unable to be reached by ship. Very interesting how these things happen. Okay, now then, I've done some basic research on caves in USA and England and found out that nearly half of all cave deaths are due to water and lack of oxygen. Drowning is a major cause of these half of all deaths. The other half is rockfall or falling from a great height. That results in injuries and trapment and people are unable to be rescued. It is interesting that a further three or four deaths are caused by asphyxiation or lack of oxygen. Now, they're not very specific about that. I think some of these may be due to pressure on the lungs or blood pooling on the person's lungs. They become trapped upside down for a while, maybe several hours. And that is dangerous even when you're above ground in your own bedroom. Another thing I understand is that these caves can act as portals to another world. That perhaps people are walking somewhere and slide into a dark crevasse and come out on the surface of another planet. Now I don't know how this person returns to Earth after this, but <coughs> they end up in an atmosphere with no oxygen and no way of getting any. So frequently the person dies on another planet. 
it is hard to find proof of these excursions, but caves are often portals. Now, as far as portals go, we are aware that Loch Ness, the home of Nessie, is rumored to be a portal to the ocean. And some people say it's just a portal to modern oceans. Others say it is a portal to a time travel to an ancient distant ocean. But in spite of having remote vehicles and searching for these portals, they are unable to find an outlet to the sea. It's hard to tell if anything swims from lake to ocean without any stop in between. I guess the water could remain unmixed, like perhaps ocean water is colder and more dense and will not mix with fresh water on top. But we need to see further proof of this. I hope someday they can take a small uh, unmanned submarine and go from Loch Ness out to the Atlantic Ocean. Let's see if this can be done. As for Eastern USA, I think we have a lot more caves than out west. They do have Lechugia Cave, which is a very famous cave based on volcanology in the western USA. But here in the eastern USA, we have a type of bedrock known as karst. K-A-R-S-T. This is characterized of lime and limestones based on calcium carbonate, that's lime, calcium oxide, lye, and calcium sulfide, gypsum. And gypsum is the one that will smell like rotten eggs when you grind it up. Especially if you just introduce it to a weak acid such as vinegar. It will smell a lot like rotten eggs. We also have marble and quartz and silica rocks in our bedrock. Given the right conditions such as acid or water, these can easily form caves too. That's what results in several sinkholes, blue holes, and quarries in Indiana that are the result of eroded limestone forming small and large cave systems. Now, we have records of human activity in these caves going back 20,000 years, which is about as long as any human being has ever lived in eastern USA. These things have often been dangerous where we've found human bones, we found animal bones, and we've even found creatures from Ice Age, such as megafauna, uh, giant wolves, giant cats, and mastodons, their bones located inside of caves. So it's possible to find habitation from any era. The cave system and the people who regulate karst in Indiana say that anything older than 1959 is considered historical artifact, while things newer than 1959 are considered trash, and we urge to pick these up. I have found a few stories about the last words of cavers. Uh, they are located in accidents, and the caves are often sealed up and refuse to allow anyone in there again. Sometimes their bodies are recovered, 
sometimes they cannot be recovered. So they just add to more bones, more human activity inside these caves. We had a caver named Gwen who fell into one of these caves. Uh, I didn't catch the year on that one, but they had a cassette recording which would indicate his experience was sometime in the late 70s. And he talked about his family and said he didn't want to cause any trouble. He didn't want to make them sad for what happened. He later changed and said he shouldn't have been down in that cave and he was sad about being down there. Now, during his experience, he asked if the cave was getting smaller if there was a cave-in. They told him, no, just calm down and relax. Just keep yourself calm. But he claimed there was pressure building up on his chest, and he was unable to breathe. The fellow cavers with him noted perhaps blood or fluids was pooling in his lungs and making it impossible to breathe. He also reported that he was unable to feel his legs. Perhaps his legs were pinched off. He reported being unable to feel his eyes or his face, uh, maybe due to pressure building up in his face, and claimed his head was getting bigger, very giant, which they said was blood pooling at his head and shoulders and neck. He asked about fluid dribbling from his eyes, and they said, that is just you crying, Glenn, that you are not getting blood from your eyes. And later, the cavers reported him snoring. He woke up and apologized again to his family, told his wife he loved her, and then started snoring again. They advised him, Glenn, go to sleep. Just go to sleep now. After that, they reported a laboring breath, and then nothing. No sound is heard. At this point, they heard a radio signal on the intercom. And they believed someone was searching the cave for the three men. They were able to rescue two of them, but there was no word about Glenn. The author of this article did report seeing a young man named Glenn reported dead in a cave. And that... It would match the name and the time of when this guy was trapped down there. So, we believe that's him, that he died in the cave. And still we don't know if they got his body out. Now, we've talked about sinkholes, which are subsurface erosion of sand and limestone that results in a large hole Sometimes filled with water, sometimes not. And these can result in collapse of the surface. Usually it's a small hole here. But there are some in Florida, in southern USA, that they're small enough to swallow an entire house whole. And there's one called the Gully Hole in Arkansas. Sorry for the hiccups. That happens a lot when I drink water. The Gully Hole is rumored to be 300 feet wide, which is enough to swallow several houses, or perhaps a Dollar General store, and 200 feet deep, which would swallow about 10 houses stacked on top of each other. 
that there's a very large hold that they say will stay open for a very long time, maybe 10,000 years. Some holes, like in cities or in caves, can open, but then squeeze shut within weeks, resulting in whatever fell in will be buried there under sand and rock. We also have blue holes in karst. And these blue holes exist in limestone in the Caribbean. So if you are in ocean, the blue hole is filled with salt water. And if you are on land, the blue hole is filled with fresh water, no salt. All you have to do is go through a field in Indiana, Ohio, or Illinois and come across a pond and realize that pond may be 200 feet deep. That's deep enough to go, go down into a cave system. These blue holes are sinkholes that have already popped open, swallowed the surface, and then remained open for a long time. Many of them are on private land and located near or within caves. We also have horizontal caves, such as Wyandotte, Marengo, or Mammoth Cave in Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. I don't know if I got that order right, but there are many caves there. Some of them are located at groundwater and potentially underwater, and some of them are well up in the mountains above groundwater. So if you are athletic and they have a routed map, or if you have good equipment, you can go caving there. Depends on, is it public access? Do they have tours? Is it private land at only invited people are allowed on there. And some caves are closed off completely, where they do not allow cavers in them anymore. Probably because of rock falls and dangers. The number one paranormal activity I see related to caves and sinkholes is ghosts. Where people in report a spirit or demon or something, a ghost, inviting them down into the cave and a feeling of dread comes over them they know they will never return from this trip some have gone into the cave and died others have refused to go in and turn around i would say if you had no plans to go into this cave do not go in there you are not prepared for it you didn't have the equipment and what is this entity inviting you into a strange cave anyway? Do you know who that is or what it is? I would never do that. Especially if the cave is underwater and I don't have gear to keep me alive underwater. That would be dangerous indeed. Now then, these caves are very common in Indiana and Ohio and Kentucky. I don't know about the rest. Apparently with Arkansas and Louisiana having limestone bedrock, it is common to find these caves in other places. I would say there's probably caves all throughout the Appalachian Mountains in eastern USA too. And who knows where they're going to get the next sinkhole or blue hole that might pop open or has already popped open. Yes, sometimes on private property, people have used them for fishing holes. They've also used them to dump trash. 
such as cars, tractors, maybe other things that cannot be recovered. There could be a hundred years worth of trash there. There could be people going back to the first days of humans, early modern humans in there. I hope someday we see what is inside these caves. Maybe we can recover some of it. There have been rumors of demons and volcanic activity, though I see little of that. Uh, we do have geodes that relate to volcanic activity in Indiana. We also have glass-like formations of marble and onyx. These result when limestones and sandstone are heated to high temperatures, dissolved in water, and then precipitate back out. It results in the famous glass waterfalls of Mammoth Cave. It results in bubble geodes. And it results in onyx being sold here that look a lot like pieces of glass. And that's because basically it is glass. This was dissolved in water and heated up and then cooled down again where it became solid again. That is our glass limestone. I have a few samples of onyx that I bought back when I was a child. So I've been able to store those. This would be neat to see if we could find a larger scale that our friends at Calamity Podcast could use as a topic. So far, the few deaths I've seen have been one at a time. There is an average of six deaths per year in the United States. Uh, I don't have any data on where these are located, whether they're in Indiana or any other state. I do know that the average changes sometimes six or seven or less or more. It is rare to see large parties killed in a single accident. Usually it's just one at a time. The larger parties may be due to a cave-in where rock has fallen across an entrance or that the Surface rains and floods have flooded an underground cave and swollen an underground river. That results in a need for oxygen when none was planned. So, we do have to watch for that in southern Indiana near the Ohio River, where we have what is known as lost rivers. There are several of these located where a surface river goes towards the hills on the north side of the Ohio River and simply disappear. They are not located on the surface. They are not marked on maps. What you find is a rather large cave with this river going inside of it. It goes underground and changes direction in there. And eventually, at the riverside near the banks, there is an opening with water pouring out of that. And that could be one or more rivers coming out of this location. It's almost impossible to tell whether this lost river emerges near its starting point or somewhere else because it can travel miles through a river before anything is trapped and located. I'm going to post links to the Karst Society, Geology of Indiana, 
And to Glenn's story, I hope you get to read several of these and know what they are all about. We also want to post links to the handsome family singing The Bottomless Hole, because I believe this song is based on people being trapped and dying inside of caves. This can happen all throughout our states. Our states are underlaid with limestone and sandstone geology, which erodes very easily. Uh, I don't know how quick this will erode, if it will lead to disasters or not. I do know here in my local area, there is no risk of sandstone collapse. We don't have much calcium or lime, we just have sandstone. And that should be pretty good. Okay, this is about 20 minutes. I invite you to further discussion and talk to me. The address rankbearing1001 at gmail.com is available for emails and hangout. If you have any caving stories or knowledge of geology you'd like to share, please talk to me. Especially, it's hard to find angry spirits in mists either confronting cavers or warning them to turn back. I saw a few of these, but I cannot find anything personal. People have often reported seeing Native Americans or ancient settlers from the 1800s talk to them about the cave, and often telling them to turn back. So this would be a good thing to tell me in email, rankbearing1001 at gmail.com. Have a good time, and I'll see you on the dusty road.